excuses and we are running out of time. We're looking at mass starvation within 10 years. The reality is we're sleepwalking into a catastrophe. Change is coming, whether you like it or not. Rebellion podcast. It's April the 19th and this is the third in a series of mini episodes, podlets, that we're making here in London as the international rebellion unfolds. It's quite noisy because at the moment I'm in Oxford Circus by the pink boat which says tell the truth on the side of it and Extinction Rebellion colleagues are leading the crowd in chanting and singing as many of our people are being arrested around us. Extinction Rebellion. Hi everyone, um, it is Thursday, fourth day of the rebellion. Uh, I'm at Parliament Square and we are about to hold a children's assembly on the climate and ecological emergency. So we're really excited. And uh, we are joined here by Sarah and James. <laughs> James is a dad of two beautiful girls and I wanted to ask him how he feels about what's lying ahead and, and how do you deal with that as a parent? Right. Uh, well, I think I'm not... It doesn't make me actively anxious. Like, I know things will be much more difficult, but I don't necessarily think that, that equals a terrible life for your kids, right? Because communities will be closer... So I think they'll grow up in a much more tight-knit, kind of engaged and active life. They'll have something to fight for. How are you finding it being out here with the kids? Are they enjoying it, do you think? Oh, they're having the time of their lives. Now it's a little bit... Yeah, now she wants to nap, but... It's nap time. I could do with a nap, actually. I think we all could. Like Esther's been so fearless. It's the most fearless I've ever seen her. Like, just engaging with everyone. And she went to this group of, like, dancers yesterday... Well, they were like interpretive performers, dancers, like roaming around. And she did something, they all copied her. And then she did something else, they all copied her. She thought it was amazing, you know, like, it's her dream. So what, what would you say to um, other families? You know, we're going to have the, the long weekend starting tomorrow, Easter weekend. Um, would you recommend them coming down here and joining in? Oh, absolutely. It's so much fun. And... Um, that you can always choose your level of engagement. You can always choose how close you are to the hotspots, if there are hotspots. So, you know, it's not as dangerous as it might look from the outside. In fact, it's not dangerous at all. If the police are arresting someone 50 metres over there, like, it's okay. Like, it doesn't affect you here. You really, you really can choose, uh, yeah, your level of engagement. Uh, maybe we should have a rule in the government that you're only allowed to travel on a plane three times a year. So the grown-ups have all been doing a thing called a citizens' assembly all week, which is all about deciding what we should do to help this beautiful planet of ours become a little bit healthier and the changes that we should make. So what we're going to do is we're going to play some games to have a think about some of the threats to our planet, but hopefully in a way that's going to be a little bit more enjoyable than just sitting listening. Then we're going to have a chat about what you think we should do 
to help look after our planet. People use cars when they don't need to and there's, they're just being lazy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jess. Uh, my little girl's Olive, she's two. We're here on Parliament Square today with XR families and there's just some really lovely activities going on. We've had Maxwell, the bubbleologist. Yeah, and now there's the Children's Assembly being run by a forest school leader. Anyway, it's all lovely, and uh, it's a completely different energy here today. It's the first day I've been at Parliament Square. Yesterday we were at um, Marble Arch, the day before that Waterloo Bridge, and Monday we were at Marble Arch, so we've been moving around a little bit. Hello, my name is Roy, and today we have to look after our planet. I found the week, God, I've been so emotional all week. Uh, just massive highs and lows. Highs because we're coming together and I feel really empowered by that and really kind of supported by other people and just blown away by the efforts of everyone involved in XR. And then comes the, the memory or the realisation of what, why we're all doing this. And then that, yeah, so it's just, it's just been a really powerful week, I guess. So the Children's Assembly has finished their games. They've now split up into groups, uh, very much like a normal grown-up people's assembly. Um, and they are now discussing aspects of the environment and the climate. Hello, my name is Silva, and um, I think you, sh you should um, write to your MP because... Um, the MPs um, don't listen to the adults, so they might listen to the children more. My name is Alessandra, and I've got four kids. Tell me what's going on around here. It's quite active, isn't it? Yes, I mean, I feel very emotional to see things that, you know, I've been in the Citizen Assembly's working group, following what they were doing, attending their meetings. And I feel very emotional seeing come to alive in a people's assembly, which is different to a proper citizen assembly. How but do you feel as a mother, as a mother being? Yeah, I feel I feel scared for the future, and as a mother, I feel I've got I've got to do something right now because I won't be around when they will suffer the consequences. And I feel responsible for the fact of having put in this world four kids, which is a lot and probably not the most environmentally friendly thing that I've done and I, I feel also a bit of guilt in a way but um, at the same time I feel people should be able to have children and and we should be able to live in harmony with nature and being we've got enough going around for everybody to live a simple life without excessive consumerism without excessive waste there is enough for everybody and specifically you're a Muslim as well yes as a mother from that background, how do you feel being here today uh, you know, as part of the movement? I feel, uh, again, as a Muslim, I feel a little bit as a minority. But I've got strong interest in uh, decolonial theory and decolonial practice. And I see this movement as being mostly white for the reason that white rich men got in this, in, into this trouble. Do you think the movement could be doing more to welcome people from different... Demographics? Uh, yes, I mean, it's, you know, I feel it's not very culturally diverse, but at the same time, I believe that it is our responsibility as Europeans and as people from wealthy countries and white people need to take the burden of this because a lot of other communities have got a lot of stuff going on of their own. And uh, I think is the white, call them how you want them, maybe subcultures in a way that are 
taking a stand and why should people that have been oppressed in other contexts have to do this? Do you, yeah, do you see what I mean? It's just literally, it's a European thing from the Industrial Revolution onwards. It's, it's, been, it's one of the many genocides that they have carried out and we're here because the poorest people, the most oppressed people in the world will suffer the consequences of climate change. Extinction Rebellion, this is what we're all here for, guys. All of the, all of the, all of the parties is all about triceratops, it's eating up plants. Yum, 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 yum. And then T-Rex, Just as they finish that game here at the Children's Assembly, the XR Youth March has arrived. Um, today we've been doing some road swarms where we block off the road for like seven minutes, let more cars go through, block them off. They've been arranging some cool things in the future. Um, swarming is just we have a banner with our message and we go out onto the road and block it for seven minutes and then come off and come back on. I'm sitting in the cafe with Professor Jem Bendel. We've come away from a huge hubbub. Jem, Channel 4 News wanted you to talk to them and you turned them down. Why are you here with Extinction Rebellion? Um, I made a decision a few months ago when the work I do on deep adaptation became quite famous that I, I didn't want to talk to uh, mainstream TV or radio because I don't really feel that it works for my message to be... Uh, sort of dropped on anybody, the general public, without some some kind of support. I, I, in my paper, I spend quite a bit of time talking about the various reasons why the environmental movement and the environmental profession are kind of like arch deniers of impending collapse because our whole identity, our profession, um, our organisation's existence or our department's existence uh, is all premised on the idea that uh, we have the truth that sustainability is really important, that we must do more, everyone needs to listen to us, and then things will be fine. When I wrote the paper, it was definitely, it was inviting people in my field to look at themselves in the way I had done, with the hope that then we would have proper conversations about what to do to reduce harm in the face of collapse, maybe buy us some more time, plant the seeds of what comes next. Uh, and I hinted at it in the paper, but it wasn't really the forum for it, that this is an invitation to look at our deep delusions around impermanence. In the past, we've all heard about people talking about the age of Aquarius and you know, the, the mass awakenings that will just happen magically. Is this not the age of Aquarius that's well, being the, triggered by our <laughs> crisis? Well, the, my problem with that view is that um, it invites us to think that things will just happen um, and actually... It's, it's quite clear that the society we have, including the way we, our habits of thought, the concepts we have, the, what we consider to be normal, even just in the way I string words together, in the way that we're talking, in the way I'm dressed, all of this is socially constructed, it's socially produced. Um, and so a, a, a spiritual awakening won't just sort of appear magically. There will be, uh, it will... It will involve people seeking to embody and enable love and awakening. I think there is a political moment now, and that's why I've joined in with the rebellion. 
I know the rebellion's main messages are around cutting carbon or drawing it down rather than preparing for what's to come. But in the citizens' assemblies and in, uh, in that concept, there is this sense that uh, we need to come together to prepare for a very rough time ahead. Extinction. Oh.